Hi, my name is Rachel Perry. I am a 48 years old, grey-haired curve model. I'm going to be your host for Out of the Bubble podcast. I started a new career aged 46 modelling, and over on social media I found so many amazing, inspiring women over 40 who are really embracing midlife and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way, helping to break down the stereotypical middle-aged barriers. So I thought it would be fun to share them with you. Welcome back to episode three of Out of the Bubble, the list of publications that this week's guest, Marina Gask, has worked on uh, during her extensive media career as a top journalist includes Just 17, Sugar, Cosmopolitan, Glamour, and so many more. Marina is now the co-founder, along with Faye Watts, of Audrey Online, which if you haven't already discovered this, um, I can highly recommend it, and I'm looking forward to finding out more about it. So welcome, Marina. Hi. Thank you for joining me. And I feel like social media is a funny thing, isn't it? Because you feel like when you interact with somebody, you, you already know them a little bit. So it's nice to finally chat with you in person. It's lovely to talk to you as well, Rachel. I feel like we already know each other. Yes, I know. It's really nice. <laughs> How do you describe Audio Online to people? Um, it's an online platform and magazine for midlife women who want to self-reinvent, whether that's out of necessity or because they just really fancy a fresh start hmm. and where did that inspiration from because i think it's a brilliant idea it came from to be honest it came from a number of things i mean in my own life um i had a really hideous time through the menopause like a lot of people hmm. and afterwards i was like okay that's over now what am i going to do uh, i really wanted to do something exciting once i felt like i'd got my life back but also my eldest son was leaving home to go to university and I thought right well he's having a new start time for me yeah and I noticed all the women around me who were around sort of late 40s early 50s who were also starting exciting new challenges launching businesses or writing books or going traveling and I thought wow you know that's really exciting I want to sort of harness that that feeling of there being a bit of a movement for women to do something exciting in midlife mm. and inspire other women to do it. I wanted to show all the other women out there, look, this is what this is what some women are doing and yeah. inspire them to do the same. Don't you think? I mean I think it's so important because especially on social media, I find there's so many women out there that are doing great things. Um, that are that inspire me every day to just keep trying to do different things and, and step out of my bubble. Um, but we don't get portrayed in that way in the media necessarily. So I think what you're doing is really important to keep highlighting that. Yeah, I felt that way. I mean, obviously, I've worked on women's magazines for years and um, I, I don't want to start slagging them off or anything like that. But I just felt like I felt like the narrative around midlife was still a bit negative and mm. a bit and a bit. It was all about ooh, menopause, grim, ooh, invisibility, ooh, you know, mm. empty nest you know, grey this, I mean, I know, I know grey is quite cool now, but it, it's the way it was being used, yes. it was a sort of negative thing, it was all about pensions and, and retirement, and I thought, hang on, you know, all these women I know who are still living really exciting lives, or if not, are planning to do something exciting, yeah. and, I, and I thought, well, they all, you know, love dress, the way they dress, they, they love travel, they're funny they're you know clever and creative and I thought well I don't see these women in the press 
enough. And I really wanted to change the narrative around midlife. And I'm really excited to see not only Audrey, but all there's other blogs and other, you know, and, and you doing this podcast, you know, representing a, um, a, a, this life stage in a, in a very different way as an exciting time, as an opportunity. From a, from a journalist perspective, why do you think it is that we aren't still getting represented in the kind of main media outlets? Oh, that's a difficult one. I suppose there's 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 a caution around doing anything really uh, adventurous in the media because the media, in many ways, has fallen off a cliff in terms of the business. So, it what it means is whereas in the past, so I was in the media in the eighties and nineties, which was a really exciting time when mm. magazines were being launched. You know, it felt like there was a new one every week. Yeah. And there was a real sense of excitement and and invention and a sense of wanting to capture the zeitgeist. It doesn't really feel like that's happening anymore. And I think it's because it's become so challenging actually to to run a magazine or a newspaper and make it profitable. Mm. And so there's perhaps less uh, daring behaviour but I also think there's probably still too many men involved in the media and therefore they, they don't really see it the way we might see it as exciting. They might just be a little bit dismissive. You know, when you look at the way people talk about, say, Madonna or Sarandon, yeah. you know, when they wear something. Or do you remember recently there was, um, who was the model? Helena, Helena Christiansen. You know, it's, yes. very, it's yeah. very much come on, grandma, put them away. Yeah. And I just think, well, that's a really dated view mm. and tiresome and boring. And it's like, well, who is it? That's, maybe it's women as well, you know, who are mm. still coming out with... It's it's a cliché. I think people still cling on to those clichés. But I just think, oh, come on, change the record. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think by doing what you're doing and like you say there's so many people there is definitely a movement it feels like there's a movement of inspiring women that aren't prepared to let this continue that do want to change the narrative so it's quite exciting i think it is exciting it's i mean you you share some really inspiring women on your site um that have started new careers or new hobbies and found their passion what surprised you the most about the women that you've been talking to how many of them there are <laughs> every time every time i go anywhere and someone will say oh you're from audrey oh my friend blah 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 you know it's it's like everywhere mm. but also it's just how much fun they're having you know just talking to them you know they're full of sparkle their eyes are shining they're so into it and when you start to dig a bit deeper and say well how did you come to do this there's always a story of of struggle Yes. It's never ever, oh, I just did it. It's always a res as a result of something difficult, whether that's redundancy or divorce or, you know, going through a, a, a painful bereavement or a, a major health challenge. It feels, or, 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 or you know, me mental health issues sometimes as well. It's often as a result of a struggle. And I think, well, I can, I get that because I had my own struggle, you know, like with, with the menopause and, you know, that was a very, very bleak time for me. And yeah. I really understand how when you come out the other side of something difficult, you, you, it gives you so much energy, the, the need to sort of fight back and redefine yourself. It's like, no, I'm not going to be defined by this awful thing I've just been through. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to redefine myself. And I, I get that and I love it. And when I start talking to women and get, 
get, get get a load of their passion, whether that's on the phone or in person, it's 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 intoxicating. Yeah, it, it really is. is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it just makes you feel even more motivated in life. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Go back to the menopause. Were you were you prepared for it? Was it come something that came as a complete shock to you? I was prepared for it because I'm a journalist who's working, yeah. who's worked on magazines for years, and I've written about it and I've interviewed experts. But I think the weird thing about the menopause is you don't know how it's going to affect you. Mm. So you know, in my case, I, I had terrible skin problems. Um, I mean, I say terrible. I, you know, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't at death's door. But you know, I did end up in hospital, and and I did have to have you know a lot of treatment because mm. I couldn't sleep because I was so itchy you know it was you know in my case that was my problem but yeah. talking to somebody else it'll be something completely different like major anxiety or you know or, or you know um, relationship problems or, or insomnia it's so different depending on who you talk to and that I think that's the hard thing is in a way it separates us and it shouldn't because it's all part of the same thing but there's this whole menu of symptoms and you just don't know how it's going to affect you and I was talking to a friend the other day who's breezed through it and she said oh it hasn't touched me at all mm. and I thought wow I've not heard that before but okay yes. yeah no I think it's good though because there's so many different platforms now talking about it it yes. just makes a big difference doesn't it absolutely there's the you know when I worked on a a, a well-known health magazine um how many years ago 13 14 years ago I was actually told don't don't talk about the menopause and really yeah and it was aimed at women in their 40s and it was because it was it was considered too grim and also aging to talk about it and it it, it maddened me because i was in my 40s at the time and i just thought why would you deny women that information because for me it's the perimenopause that's a, that's actually yeah. the difficult bit because when you get to the menopause you know what's going on mm. whereas the perimenopause which can last for years and start much earlier than we realize mm. that's when things can really be challenging because you don't know what's happening no so it's might... like waking up in somebody else's body <laughs> and you might you might be experiencing depression or anxiety or, or or mood swings or whatever and have no idea that it's related to the menopause or to mm. the perimenopause you just think oh my god what's happened i've become depressed i've or i'm anxious why am i anxious and of course it takes a while for it to to, to for you to twig you know for the for the light bulb to come on that that's yeah. what's going on I mean, do you see, you've, you've worked on a lot of female-orientated magazines um, and you've clearly got an ability to relate to what women want to read and see. Was that field, when you first started out in journalism, is that, did you know that you were going to specialise in that or what drew you to it? Oh, you know, when I was about 12, I think, I, um, we'd moved to Manchester from London and I think I was quite a, uh, I went through a phase of being a, a, bit of, a bit of an outsider and feeling a bit lonely um even though i had friends you know that weird thing when you're a young girl yeah and you're in friendship groups and yet they're not your friends i was a bit like that for a long time and so magazines i mean everyone talks about jackie it wasn't jackie for me it was a magazine called pink oh yeah which, which a few people seem to remember yeah especially up north um <laughs> is that it was my favorite magazine and it was my world and you know it, it, we had it on subscription and i loved the way it was a world unto itself and you had that sense of belonging and the 
editorial, you know, really spoke to you. It was like a friend, wasn't it? It was like an arm yeah. around your shoulder. <laughs> poor, yeah. poor lonely little me. Uh, but, you know, it was it was a really important time in my life. And I never forgot that feeling. And so when I got the opportunity to work on Just 17 and then Sugar, that really resonated with me. Was that It, it, it was that sense of wanting to have a dialogue with teenage girls who were struggling, you know, we all know what adolescence can be like. Yeah. It can be a very lonely and challenging and difficult time when you're putting on a brave face, you know, or you're, you're struggling with friendship problems or you worry about how you look, etc., etc. And I loved being part of a magazine that uh, spoke to its audience as a friend or as an, a perhaps slightly older sister and yeah. helped them make sense of it all. So for me, I stayed in teen magazines way past my sell-by date. I was actually editor of Sugar at 34, which, right. was, which was weird, you know, because I was old enough to be the mum of the reader. But I think I just, I, I don't think I'd ever left that head, that mindset in a way. Yeah. And so I could really understand the, the, teen, the teen mindset. And I loved, absolutely loved it. The challenge for me was what to do, what to do next, because women's magazines, felt perhaps a slightly less natural fit. But having said that, you know, I went on to work for many of them. Uh, I did work for Cosmo, Glamour, uh, Marie Claire, um, Grazia. You know, I've, I've worked for many, many women's magazines. And, and in, you know, obviously, as I grew up, I did relate more to, um, I, th I think I was just a bit slow to grow up, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> a bit embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then and you know then went on to write for newspapers. But I think one of the reasons I wanted to create Audrey specifically was I I kind of see midlife a bit like adolescence. Yes, I completely agree. I was thinking the same. Yeah, because you go through not everybody does, but a lot of women I think go through a, a phase where the wheels come off a bit and you just feel a bit lost. Yeah, um, you're not quite sure what happens next. And unlike adolescence, where there is a lot of support and help and there's parents, obviously, and there's maybe, I don't know, aunties or, or siblings who can help you through and magazines like Sugar, which sadly no longer exist. Um, in, in, in our age, you know, our, our stage, you know, I'm in my 50s, um, you can feel a little bit like you're not too sure where, where to go next and what, yeah. what's next for me. And if you go through something difficult that sort of shakes your world, like bereavement or redundancy or divorce and you just you know you, you the foundations of your life get shaken yeah it can be quite hard to find your way again and and I wanted Audrey to have that same feel of a little bit like the arm around the shoulder that Sugar was you know of, of giving inspiration and guidance and positivity at a time when life can be challenging and I think that's where your hashtag generation restart is because it is for, for many people, when they get to that age, for various reasons, like you said, it is like having to restart and find yeah. yourself again. Yeah, yeah, we did. We, yeah, we, we were trying to coy because we felt that there wasn't really a, an expression that sounded positive about midlife, if you know what I mean. Mm. So you talk about middle age or you talk about, you know, midlife women. Well, that we wanted something that sounded good, that sounded positive and that sort of galvanised women in this life stage and we came up with generation restart because we felt that well there are a lot of women in this life stage who are restarting their lives so let's 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 call them what they are yeah i think it's brilliant you've i mean you've obviously you've got an impressive list of interviewees you've 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 interviewed from Kylie minogue take that the list is endless but forget celebrities overall which women have made an impact on you and why do any stand out 
it's always it's always the women and it's not the celebrities it's always yeah. it's always the women who have taken life you know but you know shaken up their life and tried something new and and met a challenge and got through it you know my friend who had not had breast cancer not once but twice and mm -hmm. you know a double mastectomy and lost both her parents in in that phase of her life yeah and has now gone uh, traveling around the world left the job that she was bored with luckily she got a payout and was able to you know to do mm -hmm. that and has now written a book and oh, amazing and i just think well those are the kind of women i admire because yes life has thrown some shit at her you know some, yeah. some some challenges her way and she's struggled through but the response has been i'm going to do what i've always wanted to do with my life which is travel the world and write a book and a lot of us talk about doing things like that but a lot of us don't actually do them i realize yeah. a lot of us can't do them because of our circumstances but i think it's inspiring to see someone take that level of of, of challenge and difficulty and turn it into something positive yeah because i also think that for lots of people you're right they can't take this big chance and change their lives completely because the financial reasons or for various circumstances but i do think when you listen to people and stories like that you can take something away from it so even yeah. just trying a new hobby or yeah giving yourself an hour out of your day to do something just for you that's a step in the right direction it, isn't it it is it is and, and and i we stress this because a lot of people have said well it's all very well for her you know yeah it, it, it's fair fair enough fair point but um I do think it's also about adopting a certain mindset towards change. So, you know, your circumstances may be that you can't leave your job or, you know, you have to, you know, your kids are still at home or, you know, you have elderly parents that you're having to look after or whatever. But I think it's still about seeing how you can maybe plan for a future and start making, taking certain small steps in that direction, whether that's taking, you know, a night school course or you know like you say starting a new hobby or maybe you know retraining we can all do a bit in our spare time you know i think that for me you know when before i launched audrey i used to find myself just you know lying on the sofa watching box set after box set or whatever and yeah. it really it really was a form of self-medication and yeah. I've, stopped, I've stopped doing that because I've got Audrey now. Mm. And, and yes, it's, it is a lot of work, but it's a passion. It's an absolute passion. And I think once you can find something to be passionate about, even if it means, you know, a few hours a week extra, if you love doing it, well, it gives you such a, a, a boost and also something something to get excited about. You know, if, yeah. if you're bored with your job or, you're, you know, your, your life is... Is challenging in other ways if you have that outlet it can it can be an amazing thing and it and it can also lead to other things i do think once you start doing something you love it builds your confidence and then the next thing you know you're doing you're adding to it or you're yeah, you're, pl you're planning how you can make that maybe into a an income yeah i mean when you went freelance in 2005 did that feel like a huge change for you or was it a natural progression well, in some ways it was terrifying because I had two young children. I think I had a four-year-old and a one-year-old at the time. Mm. And I was made redundant and it was bloody hard. Yeah. Um, however, I did really want to be independent and, and work for myself. So it was, 
in all honesty, my ultimate goal. And it's made me, I've been freelance for 13 years now and I've had many highs and many lows, but you know, I'm proud of the fact that I've, I've been self-employed and I've made it work. <laughs> and I think that's part of what's given me the courage to create Audrey, you know, to launch Audrey as a business with, with my co-founder Faye. It's that, it's that sense of being in charge of your own destiny. It's, it's quite empowering and exciting. Um, but I can't deny it's been hard too. You know, there's been, there's been a few years when there's been no holiday, no summer holiday, for example, you know, because yeah. inevitably when you're self-employed, your, your income is, is, um, you know, comes and goes and, um, you can't always predict what's going to come up and, you know, yeah, that's the reality. <laughs> yeah. You have good, good years and bad years and that's yeah. the case for me. But having said that, you know, I've, I've done so many things I would never have done if I'd stayed in the, in a job. Mm. You know, I've, I've, I've taught at university, I've written books, I've run courses, I've, you know, mm. lo- blogged for people, I've become a copywriter for businesses. You know, I've, I've done loads and loads of different things. And I, I do think when you become self-employed, it's, it forces you to be um, flexible and uh, daring, you know. Mm. I mean, you clearly have got a lot of motivation because you found your passion. What were you like when you're younger? Did you did you know? Were you as confident when you were younger? I was until I moved to Manchester. But to, be, to be fair, to be fair, yes, I was quite gobby until that point. But then, mm. it, it, you know, it's inevitably, you know, inevitably, you, you if you if you're different, you get picked on. Yeah, and I was, and that that was really hard. I I definitely shut my gob for a while you know and and um, I think I was always ambitious I always wanted to do something with my life Hmm. but I I my confidence took a few blows along the way Hmm. it's taken quite a long time for me to get it back I think being self-employed has 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 ultimately helped rebuild my confidence yeah because I think I've developed a thicker skin I think you know for a long time I was uh I didn't know how to withstand all those at, uh, confidence blows mm. uh, now I suppose I've just got real and got and got a bit more resilient do you think being over 50 as well has changed has that has that changed in you made, yeah. made you feel differently definitely definitely mm. I, I lost two friends um, a few years ago both male friends both around the age of 50 and it, it that change that changes everything I think for when you lose someone that you love and especially if they're young, um, it, it really gave me a sense of, um, right, I'm not messing now. You know, I, I, they don't have the privilege of, you know, living into their 50s and 60s. I do, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to waste it. I'm not going to waste it sitting around thinking, oh, I'd love to do that, but not actually doing it. I, yeah. it, it just really galvanised me uh, when I lost my two friends. And other friends have said the same thing, you know, when they've lost a parent or... Or, or, or a relative or, or, or even a beloved pet, you know, it can really give you a push mm. uh, to do something um, more meaningful, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what advice would you give to women that might be feeling kind of overwhelmed with wanting to try something different, but, uh, but finding it too hard to change direction? Um, just try a little thing. Don't see it as a huge mountain to climb. Just try one small thing. Try half an hour a week mm. of just, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, listening to a podcast that might teach you something new or 
reading a book or uh, you know researching online or, or, or you know start that new hobby just do something small that moves you ever so slightly in the direction that you're interested in and keep adding to that you know maybe do an hour the week after and two hours the week after that but don't see it as uh, uh, an impossible challenge break it down into small steps and just take a small step each week and you'll start to feel just doing it gives you that sense of achievement and then you start to feel more inclined to to, to take it further yeah no, that's brilliant and i think for those that haven't discovered it you really should check out um audrey because there's so many inspirational women that have shared their stories that you just that's exactly what i come away with every time i read it you can lose hours on your site yeah that i mean i'm really glad that that's the effect but that, that's that's what we wanted we said you know when we launched it we said we just want to show other women what uh, adventurous women are doing adventurous women in their 50s and we've got one coming up in her 60s as well one, oh, one, of, my best, one of my best friends uh, somebody pointed out the other day hang on it's not just women in their 40s and 50s what yeah. about? i was like yeah you're right so uh yeah you know it's a mindset audrey is not an age group it's a mindset yeah. and and if anybody is uh, keen to find it it's audrey online it's audreyonline.co.uk so check it out brilliant what's the best piece of advice you've been given by someone Ooh, be kind. Mm. I've definitely learned to be kind. You know, I used to find networking terrifying, for example, and I've now discovered that if you just be friendly and kind to people, you'll always meet someone interesting. Yeah. Whereas if you're, if you view it as something to dread, and, and that, I suppose in in all in all aspects of life, if you're a bit off and a bit standoffish, then people will be standoffish with you. Whereas if you're if you see the other person be that in the supermarket queue or be that at a party if you see them as being just as insecure as you and just yeah. be nice to them you can you know you get so much more out of that exchange definitely and that's something that i was really scared about doing networking i thought that's not come easy to be but now um i'm loving it because you do get to meet so many different people and interact with people you wouldn't necessarily meet you know walking down the street if you yeah. stop and take time it's it's been really liberating actually i, I love kind of cross i hadn't done it sooner but yeah too late <laughs> yeah it's true so if you hadn't been a journalist what, what what else would you have been well i wanted to be an actress when i was really young but i think i think the confidence issues probably did that in i think mm. i'm really interested in psychology so psychologist i think because i i interview psychologists a lot as part yeah. of my job and I find it fascinating, human behaviour. Yeah. How ambitious are you still? Are you, would you, how would you like to see Audrey grow? I'd like to get to the point where Audrey is all I do eventually. And we have got various plans for Audrey to become more than a site. You know, we, uh, we're rolling out a, a whole programme of, of events and courses and interactive elements that, oh, will, that will make any woman who wants to make big changes in her life we'll, we'll make that more accessible so rather than just read about it there's stuff you can actually do mm. through, through audrey so that's that's the plan and gradually you know we're, we're introducing those elements but but at, at the moment both of us work full-time doing other stuff yeah uh, 
my partner Faye is a um, not not only runs an accountancy firm, but is also a business strategist. Right. So we're both we're both quite busy. Also. Busy. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that's the ambition for me is is for it to become uh, an all singing, all dancing business that you know that, that becomes what I do all the time. But yeah. I I don't intend to stop working. When people say, "When do you plan to retire?" I honestly think never because I just yeah. love I love what I do. It, yeah. it really is genuinely a passion. Is that your, because how do you fit downtown into yourself when you're so busy doing what you're doing and then fitting Audrey in? How do you find time to switch off and, or is this your class as your downtown because you're so passionate about it? Um, how do I fit it in? Well, luckily, I'm, I suppose I'm lucky in, in the fact that my, my oldest son has, has, uh, has left home and my younger son uh, does, is, is at that age when he doesn't really want to interact with his mum very much. <laughs> yeah, I've got him at that stage now. <laughs> as, long as, I, as long as I put food on the table and give him money when he needs it, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm there to give him a lift sometimes, it, it's, you know, there's not much of a demand on me. But you know, um, how do I fit? How do I fit it in? Oh, I just, I don't know. I just do. I, sp I suppose I just have a, a, a sense of when I've had enough. You know, mm. I just, when do I need to switch off? But um, no, I probably don't have enough downtime, if truth be told. But Audrey is a passion. It's, yeah. it's, it's not work to me. Uh, it's a bit like when I first started working at Just 17, I couldn't believe people were paying me to do it. Mm. It didn't feel like work. And that's how I feel about Audrey, if I'm completely honest, because it's, it's, I love it. It's great fun. Yeah, fabulous. No, I can tell. It's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. The last three questions. Favourite piece of music or song that really motivates you? Oh, anything by the Isley Brothers. I I love um, um, all everything by the Isley Brothers. I okay. can't I can't think of I, uh, Behind a Painted Smile by the okay. Isley Brothers. Fabulous. And yeah. uh, what about a book that's inspired you? I was a massive fan of Tales of the City uh, by Armistead Maupin, um, mm. which came out in the eighties, and I've read the whole series again and again and again. And I love, I just love that notion of people becoming a, a, a friendship group, becoming like a family. Yeah. And how I think that's very much a thing that happened for our generation. And I, I recently watched Pose. I don't know if you saw it, but no. Pose was an um, um, American series, which very much represented that, that aspect of modern life, the way... Mm people find each other and become each other's family and I, I find that really heartwarming so mm. if ever I, I need a, a, a literary boost that's where I go brilliant after, uh, tales of the city and who inspires you my mum I know it's a cliche but my mum really does inspire me because she published a book at the age of 83 and oh, she'd, wow. she'd not uh, she'd not been published before she wasn't um a writer in her you know in in her professional life mm. she, she um but she lived in france during the second world war her family were stranded in normandy and she wrote a book about it and it's absolutely brilliant she's called jeanne gasque and the book is called nell and the girls and that's amazing me and my sisters um ran her launch party for her and we all you know had a role in it i had to read a chapter out my my other sister was like the the sort of master of ceremonies and my other sister did a q a it was just brilliant to yeah. all take you know 
because mum was so nervous about doing it but she'd written a book and published it she found a publisher and everything and i just think wow yeah that's amazing that's yeah when, that's when you exactly. when you Sorry. when you when you when people say it's never too late i think literally yeah. never too late you know yeah. amazing so she is my inspiration fabulous well as always there's never enough time um but thank you it's been an absolute pleasure and gained so much motivation and inspiration this morning so anybody that wants to find out more about audrey online please visit audreyonline.co.uk and you can also follow them on instagram and twitter uh, be more audrey and facebook at audrey online but thank you marina for your time and keep doing what you're doing i love being part of your audrey online group and oh, we're uh, proud seeing to have what other women are getting up to it's really inspiring so thank you very much and good luck with everything else that you're doing thank you it's been a pleasure Thanks, thank Rachel. you i'll be back in a fortnight when i'll be joined by the super talented fashion designer debbie wilkinson founder of screwballs and bats and i'll be finding out what it's like to set up your own fashion business from scratch without any formal training in your late 40s and debbie's own personal experience of ageism in the industry from a fashion designer's point of view and i'm also dying to find out where she got the name of her brand from so i'll be back in a fortnight thank you for listening to this week's out of the bubble and i hope it's left you feeling inspired i'd love to hear from you who inspires you and why? Please get in touch. You can contact me via my website, rachelperumodel.com, or leave a message on the Anchor app. And if you're listening via iTunes, don't forget you can leave feedback. In the meantime, keep being fabulous. <laughs>